0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Compulsory Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Wim. You can go to compulsory.com forward slash podcast to find all the details. In this episode, I am going to be talking about old code and refactoring code and why I think that's important. Okay, so let's start talking about this. So why is refactoring code and why is updating and maintaining old code important? And the answer is really simple. Code is literally the lifeblood of our applications, right? It's what makes everything happen. And therefore, we need to keep it healthy, just like we would keep ourselves healthy. The important thing here is that you need to acknowledge that just once you've done some code and you've shipped an app, that is not the end of the story, right? It really is just the beginning of the important part of the story and your commitment to providing your users healthy applications, Now, for example, there's several different ways you can look at this. Firstly, year after year, we get new versions of tools. We get new versions of frameworks. The Swift language, for example, third-party libraries, all of these things grow and change over time. So therefore, we need to make sure that our code base stays compatible with these newer versions. And also that when something is retired in an older version, if we are using that in our code, it's best to get that stuff out there as soon as we can. There's nothing worse, I think, than knowing that you have old things in your code that are either out of date or incompatible with newer versions. And you say to yourself, oh, I'll get to that one day, right? Because that to-do list is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And at some point, it becomes very unmanageable. If you haven't touched your code base in, say, a year, for example, I think that when you go back and you look at it, you're probably going to find things in there that may not work anymore. You may not even be able to compile your code anymore. Uh, That's happened to me on one of my personal applications that I dug out from the archives that I'd played around with a couple of years ago. And the first thing I had to do was start fixing all the errors to get it to even compile in its current state before I could start work on it. So you really want to try and avoid that. Now, I'm going to suggest a couple of techniques later on that I think were good for handling these kind of scenarios. But I also want to talk about, you know, this refactoring of the code. Now, we all know that when we ship applications, sometimes you put things in because you need to ship it. They're perfectly stable. They work perfectly fine. But you also know that eh, you probably could have done this a different way and a more optimized way, something like that. And going back and refactoring that as part of this code management process is important as well. I think it's also super important to try and keep our code as lean and healthy as possible. As we all know, as we've heard it said, and it's quite right, the the best code is the code you don't write. There's no problems with it. So if you can not write a line of code, even better. Well, a lot of the time refactoring, you can be removing more lines of code from your code base, which works right in line with that statement. Um, I forget who it is. I'm I'm sure someone said it. Reach out to me at CompileSwift on Twitter or CompileSwift.com and let me know. I'd love to give them the credit for it. Right in line with that, as languages progress and get better and have more functionality and get improved, we use a lot of third-party libraries, and eventually some of those third-party libraries are no longer needed because they become part of the core language itself you know the Swift foundation for example is you know a great example of that there is so much stuff in there and I'm sure it'll grow over time a lot of these things are going to grow and you find oh I no longer need a third party to do xyz and so you can just strip all that out and take advantage of it in the system and away you go so that these are all really important factors that you know refactoring is not just about our code now it's also about the going back and looking at the code that we've written in the past because we've learned new techniques, right? We know how to do something better or we now understand it more and the language allows us to do something better. So these are all important aspects of this. I'm going to take a quick break here. And When we come back, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of how I think you can go about approaching and dealing with this without making it some major event that you have to work through. Time for a break. Time for a break. Hey everybody, it's Peter Whittem here from the Compulsory Podcast. I want to tell you about Setapp. Setapp is a service that provides a subscription fee of just $10 a month and you get access to over 200 Mac applications and it's also available now on iOS as part of that deal. I use the service because it just has a ton of really good first-rate apps that I use all the time. And for me, it's invaluable as a developer to have access to tools for things like APIs, for planning projects, uh, writing emails, writing documentation, and you get all of these things, including database apps, all of that kind of stuff, right there on the Set App service for just $10 a month. You can use as many or as few applications as you need. If you're interested in checking this out, go to peterwitham.com. P-E-T-E-R-W-I-T-H-A-M dot com forward slash set app s-e-t-a-p-p and you can see the details there and it's got a link that you can go over and start using the service and see how it works out for you i strongly recommend this to every mac user break time over break time over Okay, so now you're saying to yourself, yeah, that's all great, Peter, but how do we get this to fit in with our busy work schedules and all of our crazy things that we have to deliver? Well, i get got a couple of examples for you here to think about. So firstly, you don't want to do all this in one go. If you try to take on, say, an application and a code base and you're like, okay, today I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work through this, that is not going to work for you. That is not the technique you want to use. You want to look at something. And you want to break it down, right? Very much like we break things down into our, you know, scrum tasks, Jira tasks, whatever you want to look at them that way, our tickets, trouble tickets. We really want to break this down into a similar fashion. So for example, you could take an application and then break it down and you know what features are in there. So maybe you want to break it down even further and say, okay, today I'm going to look at the code base for feature X. And the first thing you want to do is go through it, make yourself some notes. Don't just dive in and do it. You really want to come up with a list of things that you plan to do. So spend some time with either you or your team and going through and saying, okay, we think this could be better. So that's, you know, make yourself a little to-do list of look at this, look at that, right? The things that you think you can, your gut tells you, you can do something about so that's the first step. And and also, you know, be looking for those to-do items that somehow magically always get left in the code base, right? There's always that to-do comment. I need to refactor this one day. Well, guess what? Now it's on the list, right? So that's one approach to doing it. Once you've got those, that list, work through them slowly, piece by piece. Now, another approach is to be you know, kind of ruthless and say, okay, are there areas of the application where I know it could be better, but it's not a particularly well-used part of the app? Or, you know, maybe we're going to retire that part of the application at some part time in the future. So you don't want to touch those, just leave them alone, because especially if you're going to retire it, you're wasting your time by refactoring. Just leave it alone, and then, you know, you know you all agreed you're going to kill off that feature, so there's no point in spending any time on the code base. So, and the last one is to just do it as you're going through the app. Now, I don't think that this is the the best way to do it, but as you are working on the code base for applications, adding new features or bug fixes or things like that, and you see something and you say, hey, I think I can probably make that better. Then do it there and then, you know, spend a little time again, you know, just work on that one little bit. I personally don't favor this approach because I think that when you're working on, you know, a particular feature or a particular ticket or whatever it may be, the, that really needs to be your focus and then move on to the next one. So I, I really don't think this kind of inline approach of fixing is necessarily the best one. Personally, I favor the first approach that I suggested where you break it down and make a list and then work through it that way. So that's a couple of suggestions on how I think you can deal with this. If you have any thoughts on it, I would love to hear them or any tips or suggestions that we can pass on to the rest of the users. Reach out to me, all the social networks, just look for CompileSwift. I'll be there somewhere. And you can also go to compileswift.com forward slash contact, let me know. And if you have suggestions, or I would really, really would love to just be able to share those with everybody and, and improve you know, the code base that we all work on and make lives better for all of us. So that's pretty much it in this episode. It's kind of one of those soft skills, as I call it, where it's not directly coding, but it's it's really related to the health of your application. I hope this has been helpful. Let me know. Again, go to compileswift.com. And let me know if you have some topics that you would like me to talk about. You can suggest those as well, and I'll be more than happy to dive into them. I'm also more than happy to have people come on the show, and we can discuss topics related to Swift or app development. So if you want that, again, reach out to me via the website. That's it. I'll see you in the next one.